we welcome you to the NACMA podcast. Join us by listening to each episode full of interesting topics from industry leaders in college athletics. There will be a wide range of topics, each one focusing on what we in college athletics deal with on a daily basis, revenue generation, brand management, and the fan experience. All right, welcome NACMA community. My name is Jason List, Associate Athletic Director here at Old Miss. I am joined today with head men's basketball coach Kermit Davis and head women's basketball coach Olette McPhee McEwen. First of all, thank you both for joining me. Uh, I realized when I uh, proposed this idea to the NACMA community that we were less than four weeks away from you guys tipping off, and this was probably one of the worst marketing ideas maybe in the, the history of college basketball, uh, asking you guys to do this now but I do appreciate you joining me. Um, the title of our podcast today is going to be a head coach's expectation for his or her marketing department. Um, and so let's just, let's get into this uh, very quickly with just what is the best in-venue experience either one of you have ever coached at and why? Coach Yo, you want to start us off? Uh, wow. Uh, probably I would have to say the final four, um, just to be fair, just because uh like you said, the marketing, the, the anticipation that uh, was created beforehand, um, and and then the experience when you when you went to the game. Uh, that I, for the fans, obviously, I prefer to play in it or coach in it. But uh, as a as a fan, as a bystander watching the the activity and the uh, the halftime show and media timeouts, the things that they had going on, I thought was a great experience. Right. You know, probably years ago when I was at Idaho, I took our team to play Kansas when Roy was coaching at Kansas. And just Alan Philhouse, I guess you can't match the tradition, a lot of it, you know, and, and how, you know, the fans obviously were all in sync, what they knew, what when what song came on. And I really mean that self-serving is that, I don't know if there's any other place besides the pavilion. I'm not saying it's because of recruiting, but just for the fan experience yep. and game operations and what the experience that our players and fans have. I mean, really, our marketing here does such a fantastic job. Now, it doesn't matter what marketing does. If there's not an enthusiastic crowd there, yep. it doesn't matter. Yep. And so the crowds really got great uh, with our team last year, and I thought the fan experience was terrific. I can uh, see my buddies rolling their eyes on the committee here who all know me now, so I, I appreciate that plug. All right. Craziest promotion either of you have ever seen at a game you've coached? I don't really get to see other promotions <laughs> because I'm, my head is in the board. Uh, I, I've seen, I've heard my staff talk about some cool intro videos yeah. um, that they enjoy, but as far as uh, – I, 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 the game got delayed one time because a cheerleader got severely injured. Okay. And they had to be doing something yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. wild um, for that to happen. I mean, it got held up about 30 minutes. So, Changes game. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but I'm usually locked in. I don't get to experience that as much. Understandable. You know, I can't remember at Idaho, uh, LSU, middle, I know one time I got so upset with my team. I think the only halftime thing I've ever seen is that I, did, I didn't go into halftime. <laughs> I, did, I, did, I was so mad at our team. So half the, 
I came up and there was a group of Special Olympics playing basketball. Yeah. And I sat there and I watched that and it was just refreshing to me. It got my mind off of my bad team at that particular <laughs> time. And uh, and I watched our halftime. It was probably the best because I didn't unload on my team. <laughs> I got my mind clear, ended up playing a great second half and winning. So yeah. for me that was that was a great halftime for me. It's the only one I've ever seen. It's probably the only time you could directly attribute a marketing department to winning a game. <laughs> All right, so this is a, this is a multiple part question. So, um, in order of importance, rank these three things and why: in venue music in your video book show, ticket sales, social media content. Well, I think ticket sales number one. Um, I think the social media was that one. Yeah, yep. second, and then the, the and I think the music is really really important. I would say that's third. Okay, coach. Oh, that's tough. Uh, we're at a different place where we're trying to generate fans, so social media presence would be number one, just yeah. to get the information out to as many people. Um, and then the the music uh, for the to set the mood for the people when they come to the yeah. games, and then ticket sales, and hopefully that can reverse at some point. Yeah. But for me, on on the women's side, it's more important to get the information out. Give them a great experience when they come, so that we can retain them, and then and that will help us continue to sell tickets. Great. All right. So both of you are going into your second year here. So last year at this time, you had just met what we call our Marcom team here. So our Marcom team, for those of you not familiar with it, is our marketing, our communications, and our video production teams all rolled into one. So um, when you guys walked in here, you know, a year and a half mm -hmm. ago. What were you looking for when you met your Marcom team for the first time? Uh, for me, first of all, I never had a Marcom team. <laughs> I was coming from I was like, what is this? But I can tell you now, I, I think every department, every university should have it if they're serious about sports. Um, just because it's a group of individuals that focus on your sport. And, uh, but now that I, that I not, I know what it is. I expect enthusiasm. I, I expect them to be up to date with the time, visionary people. Um, I like to be a trendsetter. I kind of like to do something first, and then everyone follows suit. And and I think that's what the Markham team provides. And then I like to know that people are out there promoting the program, even when we're in the gym at practice or whatever the case may be. Yeah. You know, I was kind of like, yo, at Middle Tennessee, we got a lot better as it went, but my first operations meeting I went to, I mean, I was shocked. It was like 20 people. Yeah. And yeah. I went from kind of me doing it almost by myself and the help of marketing, you know, didn't have a great, not that, it was a good staff, just very small. And so what really impressed me, number one, was the organization, all the different areas. You know, obviously, with how many season tickets sell, what are we trying to do? But then... I'm like, yo, I like to be really, really hands-on even about music, about intro, and just how open everybody was in the world for suggestions. And I think that as a head coach, I can't make every one of them, but I'm very involved, as you would know, mm -hmm. Jason. And, yep. and all the that, I just think you have to be, and that's just so important. Uh, but, you know, I, I just think it was just every area from, from music to cheerleading to tickets sold. Mm -hmm. All the areas were covered. I felt real good. I felt comfortable. And then when I made suggestions, you know, we didn't take them all, but I think it's it was good, the openness of everybody to really communicate. Great. Um, 
I'm going to adjust this question a little bit based on what you guys said. And this will be specific to the Ole Miss Marcom staff here, but I think this will resonate with, with most um, departments through the country. So where right now, as we sit in 2019, do you want to challenge your marketing or Marcom staff to get better? For me, with women's basketball, uh, I, I want to challenge most Markham departments, I like to think, uh, to be diverse uh, because the rosters are diverse. And I'm not talking about black and white. I'm talking about women mm-hmm. on, on the committee just because, uh, you, Jason, you're not going to care how my hair looks, but a female may catch that mm-hmm. or you may not care about how we come off, but a, a woman would. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, that's important uh, moving into 2019. And I think I think they need to tell stories. I think it's important that they need to they tell stories. Um, I think for our sport is relationship based. Mm-hmm. If you look at just the culture of sports, um, I go to a high school game, and there's there's a boys game after. They got a fan group. They got an area, a section. For the women, not so much. But it's if the women are in the community, they come out. Mm-hmm. So just just thinking about how we can, how the Markham can put their sport out in the community so that they there's a connection to have people come in yep. to watch them play. Yeah, I think being on a cutting edge and then really doing it. I know we, we all steal and, and copycat and package it like we want to, but not be afraid, you know, to really go out and do things. I think our department has done that. Obviously, it starts right with the student. I don't care what, what unless you're an NBA, I mean, what, what arena you're in, what football stadium that you play in, it all starts with how student-friendly that you can be. Number one, we started by giving them the best seats in our arena and probably different shirts every single time, but even more attention to the student body because it starts right there Then the arena's enthusiasm kind of based on how they act. Five years from now, where does your creative team need to be focusing on? You know, I would say, you know, obviously we hope that the creative team is, is there's not a ticket in our building for any game. And that in five years, I hope I've done a good enough job with our staff that they're coming to watch Ole Miss play in November. Mm-hmm. They don't have to wait for this game or that game or Power Five game. They're coming to watch Ole Miss based on they appreciate the product, they appreciate the brand. It's a social event. I mean, it's just like when we, we pass liquor and just alcohol yeah. in our arena. It becomes a social place. And even a lady at 40 years old, it may not just be eating up the basketball, but it's the place to be. Mm-hmm. And so in five years, that's what you want. It is absolutely a social setting to where those people, it's kind of a can't-miss outing uh, for their friends and everybody together. Right. Yeah, I mean, exactly, yeah. What Coach, <laughs> exactly what Coach said. I, I've been to several arenas for women's games that have been sold out. The atmosphere is incredible. Um, it's a place to be, yeah. and so that's that's where I would want our department to take us. Yeah, we I, I constantly am using this phrase in our department where I say that this is our job; it's all of our fans' hobby. And so when we go and look, that something may be a little extra work, yeah. um, but somebody is 
deciding you're coming here and getting paid as a, as a staff member or whatever it is. But somebody is choosing to take the money that they made doing their job and come spend it with you. Okay. And so if it means that we have to put out an extra chair or we need to go back and recut another video one more time because we found something that makes it just that much better, we need to go do yeah. that. that. That That is our job um, to, to supply to that. You know, when you go into, like, your favorite hotel or your favorite restaurant, yes. And it sticks in your mind the customer service, yes. yeah. the people that know your name, the ticket tape takers, every single one. You know, we always talk about yo's branding, I'm branding. Mm-hmm. But really, just what you just said, Jason. I mean, it's a it's a state we've always kind of used. It's a promise delivered and experience. And our fans are telling each other what the right. brand is right. yeah, based on what they've seen. If they're leaving the pavilion, they're telling each other. Yeah. Like where was your restaurant? They're telling each other what the brand is. Yeah. The food's good. We got to come back. Got to pounds. And so it's up to us, yo, and, and us and our staffs, you know, to do it. But then, but it's just the customer service at every single door that's open. Because yeah. I, I go to football. I, yeah. I mean, I'm, I got recruits, but I'm, I'm going in. So yeah, it's a customer into the game, yeah. and I, I recognize all of that. And it's you know whether I go to Yo's game, and I think that's something we all can improve on. Yeah. All right. Last question. Going to turn the focus off from from you guys and, and turn the focus more on uh, administrators, young administrators specifically. So, what could you, uh, as coaches, um, what can a young administrator do right now to position themselves for an AD chair in a coach's mind? You know, as you know, said earlier, <clears throat> relationships. Do you walk into a this is to a building? And every time I walk into this building that I'm responsible for, I walk into it thinking that my best recruit and his family is right behind me. So is your antennas really high? I mean, is, is the mop at a place that it needs to be in the closet? Is your locker room not picked up? Are you willing as the head coach at Ole Miss being able to do the simplest of tasks and have your relationship with anybody on our campus? Not just the top 100 yeah. donors. I think for any young age, young guy aspiring, do you have high antennas, or does a truck just hit you across the street, <laughs> or do you make small, small problems, big, big problems? And if you do that, then I think if your antennas are high and you do have a chance, you know to grow in the business. Yeah, that's. Spot on. I think uh, it's no different from uh, an assistant that wants to be a head coach. I think they just need to be a star in their role. I think they need to be great at the current position position that they're in. I think they have to have a servanthood um, and, and, and they have to be aware yeah. of what's going on, what's new, what's up to date, and, and, and be able to convince people to buy in and want to follow that. I think I think that's what leadership is. Leadership is anyone that can influence. Um, So they have to have that type of influential attitude and persona. Thank you for listening to the NACMA podcast. Be sure to visit the online community and join NACMA in continuing the conversation.